Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am trapped inside my own mind. So, by the the Wizards of the Lunarwreck. And I'm trying to rescue Emilet Haler's brother Thrymbrack from them. He might be dead, or he might have, he might have had his mind broken again. We're not sure. And here's another. All right, your progress along the passage comes to an abrupt halt as a large, dark shape suddenly emerges from the haze ahead. The weaving mass reveals itself to be a long tapestry made entirely of shadow surges towards you expanding to fill the corridor as it rapidly draws near. A gruesome scene of rapidly changing images, each like something out of a nightmare, is playing out on the whippling face of the tapestry. Shaking as you struggle, striking as you struggle to quell the rising tide of terror, taking hold at the thaw of your thoughts, you instinctively strike out at the tapestry. This is a nightmare tapestry. Sails you with its awe of fear, which somehow does damage. Although admittedly, I am inside my own mind, so probably makes sense. Probably, somehow. I, I don't know. I've never been trapped inside my own mind by evil wizards, so I don't. I don't know how that works. But I mean. If, I mean, if you once you accept that trapping traps inside your own mind, and your mind takes the form of a dungeon you can explore, once you accept that, you an aura of fear can damage you and kill you. 
makes sense. I mean, people have died of fear, you know, heart attacks and all that. So it makes sense. And you can be killed by just sheer stress if they keep it up for a long time. So, yeah, yeah, fear, fear can kill you. And it is the mind killer. And it is the little death that... Fo that Little death that precedes total oblivion. 40 XP from that. The, gri the grim tapestry, its ghostly fabric hanging in tatters, flutters to the floor, vanishing the instant it crush brushes against the cold stone. Unnerved by the encounter, you're determined to find your way out of the mine prison. You promptly set off along the corridor. Alright, I'm on the south side of the, dun of the dungeon. And there's two T-shaped dungeon, two T-shapes going off, going off that side. So I'm trying out. Oh, here's another nightmare tapestry. I'll just quick combat it. Another 40 XP. There's probably a lot of those around. Maybe an unlimited amount. Maybe a finite. But considering that I have no way to, to top my health, top my magical powers up, it's. Not the best grind spot, but one to consider. One to consider. Okay. Northwest part of the south. South end. A swirling cloud of blue and grey mist fills this wide alcove. You watch in silent amazement as the churning mass. As the churning mass of fog rapidly transforms itself into an elaborate scene. A scene made entirely out of mist. You watch in awe as an elaborate scene depicting Seer's victory over the legendary sea serpent Vol Volgorak. Just as Seer lands the killing blow that will send a serpent into the fabulous depths of the Sundren, the image in the mist vanishes. The scene you've just witnessed seems to have positively influenced your thoughts. A sense of compassion, coupled with an equally powerful sense of hope, surges through your mind. Okay, I'll just head back south. I mean, it could have said there, but it pretty much just takes just a while and you get the same scene again. Okay, on the southwest side, of the south side, a swirling mass of grey mist fills this wide alcove. You watch in silent amazement as the churning mass of fog rapidly transforms itself into an elaborate scene. A scene made entirely out of mist. You're startled when nearly two dozen faces, each belonging to someone you know, know well, appear out of the churning mist of fogs. Those faces betray no emotion, stare back at you in silence. Just as just when their gazes are beginning to unnerve you, the images in the mist suddenly vanish. The scene you've just witnessed leaves you wondering the true nature of its extent and its effect. True nature and extent of its effect. A mix of profound grease and abundant joy takes root amongst your thoughts. Hmm. Oh, so that's the middly one. So there's a third option. You have compa compassion and hope. You have rage and despair. And then that one. Profound grief and abundant joy. Here's another nightmare tapestry. Quick combat. Another 40 XP. Okay, what's on the northeast part? Another nightmare's tapestry. Yeah, this one's scaled to grey. That's good. 40 XP. 
Another cloud of mist, you watch, wide-eyed, as it is twisting steam where swiftly forms out of the churning wisps of fog. A man, kneeling at the edge of the cradle, sobs uncontrollably as he gently watches the wooden vestal. Suddenly, the man turns towards you, but as he does, his face disappears, leaving in its place only a bright haze that dazzles your eyes. Then, just as quickly as the image appears, it vanishes. The scene you've just witnessed seems to have negatively influenced your thoughts. A sense of rage, coupled with an equally powerful sense of despair, rise for control of your emotions. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, and the southeast one. The mist forms another image. The image of four people sitting around a fire, three men and a woman. Take form out of the churning wisps of fog, for there is nothing in the scene that would serve to precisely indicate their location. Your every sense tells you they are deep within some remote corner of the wild. The four people laugh and talk amongst themselves, and then, quite unexpectedly, turn to face you. Smiling, the nearest of the four, a young woman clad in, stud in a studded leather waistcoat, motions for you to join them. Without warning, the image in the mist suddenly vanishes. The scene you've just witnessed seems to have positively influenced your thoughts. A sense of compassion, coupled with an equally powerful sense of hope, surges through your mind. Okay, head north. Okay, I think I've seen all of the... Okay, I've seen all the mists. Okay, now there's a, something on the southern side. Nope, can't do that yet. Can't do that yet. Okay. There's an inky figure. Remain where I am. Demons of the past. Alright. Can I fight it yet? Oh, it's in, my weapon is ineffective against this enemy. Alright, head north. And then there's another shadow. You stand frozen, watching with a mix of terror and fascination as shapes and images, both familiar and strange, take form out of the swirling mists. The shapes before you weave themselves into a frightful likeness of several vague fears from your past. Forgotten nightmares, long hidden among the more prominent recollections from your past. Despite the seemingly innocuous nature of the mist, you quickly realise that the images and the thoughts they represent are attempting to consume your very being. You struggle to fend off the insidious attack on your mind and spirit. Demons of the past. Can I do anything to it? Nope, weapon is ineffective. Must be something somewhere I can do to to deal with these. Alright, here's the face of Thymeback takes form out of the churning wisps of fog. The warrior's eyes open wide. Wide with terror and flicker and close. His jaw crumbles away and his brow splits. Next instant, the image in the mist vanishes. This gives me wage and despair. And here's the other one, is Emilet Haya uh, trying to revive Thymbrack. Perhaps due to our efforts, the mighty warrior appears to be stirring. This gives me a sense of compassion coupled with an equally powerful sense of hope. 
Alright, head back north now. Alright, keep heading west. Quite sure. Okay, here's another the shadow. It fills the passage. Dark shapes appear out of the shooting mog. It's yesterday's hope. Begin combat with it. Nope, weapon is ineffective. Okay, there's some trick to this. I can go west. Alright, here's a sense of wage. Her face, first adorned with a broad smile, quickly twists into a hideous, agonised expression. She appears to be shouting something when the image in the vist suddenly vanishes. This gives me wage and despair. Okay. What if I remain where I am now? It's today's hope. Okay, uh... Hmm. And it's got a gazillion health as well. Not even the one to fight. Dragon fire can really take it down. Yeah, it's a one you're not supposed to take down yet. Alright, there must be must be some sort of clue here. Alright, what's on the north end? The human arm carved out of stone extends from the wall at the end of the corridor. The arm's broad hand is open with its palm turned upwards. Nope, nope. Hammer of Icy Waff won't solve my problems here. Okay, let's see. Okay. Your euphoric sense of hope washes over you as you fall back from the edge of the swirling cloud of fog. Okay, maybe I have to actually interact with the images to get this sense. Okay, yesterday's hope. Can I take him down yet? No, no. Okay, I've got one sense of hope. Okay. Now let's just see this. Okay, and northwest. Now that's wage and despair. Southwest, get the sense of hope. Only to f I step in, flooded with the, suddenly beset with a flooded emotion. An euphoric sense of hope washes over you as you fall back from the edge of the churning cloud of fog. Okay, that's some hope. Okay, I'm going to take, take my third hope. My... Th my... Th okay, you're heading south. Okay, I'm going to get all the hope I can get. And hopefully that will let me... Alright. Hope and compassion remain in the fog. For several minutes you stand peering into the mist. Waiting to see if the scene that took form at the fog will reappear. When it becomes apparent, it's now gone. You step back, only to find yourself suddenly dispossessed with a with a with a flood of emotion. Euphoric sense of hope washes over you as you step back from the edge of the swirling cloud of fog. Okay, that's three senses of hope. Heading west, past the shadow. South, past. Past another shadow. 
And there's another sense of hope, seer defeating the serpent. Okay, sense of hope. This is a mixture, probably doesn't help. And then in the southeast side, hope again. Euphoric sense of hope. Okay, I should be able to do something now. I'm just guessing, but remain where I am. Alright, demons of the past. Nothing is ineffective here. Okay, head north now. What about remain where we are? Oh, oh I quick combated the indestructible thing. I shouldn't have done that. Alright, and here we are. Here's the north part. North from the central crossroads. Yesterday's hope. Hmm. Still ineffective. Head back south. Alright, what's on the eastern side? Eastern shadow, remain where I am. It's yesterday's hope once more. Still, weapon is ineffective. So I flee from that. Okay. You know what? I am going to in going to get the aura from the from the from the one in the southwest corner. You're startled when nearly two dozen faces, each belonging to someone you know well, appear out of the churning wisps of fog. The faces, betraying no emotion, stare back at you in silence. Mix a profound brief and abundant joy. Strange disorientating sensation washes over you as you fall back from the edge of the swirling cloud of fog. Alright, head back north. Okay, time to... Maybe now I can I can fight these shadows. You stand frozen, watching with a mixture. Okay, demons of the past and nope, still weapon is ineffective against this enemy. Okay. What what is going on here? Okay, uh, okay, what about this hand? A human arm carved out of stone extends from the wall at the end of the corridor. The arm's broad hand is open with its palm turned upward. Suddenly, the sharp sound of splintering stone fills the passage. The hand begins to move. In a, in a matter of moments, the hand has adopted a gripping pose. You watch in disbelief as a sword of white mist slowly takes form. Its hilt clutched firmly by the stone hand. I don't know what I've done to get this sword. But I'm not going to look this gift horse in her mouth, that's for sure. Attempt to take the Sword of Mist. As you reach towards the store, the stone hand releases its grip on the weapon. The strange maid instantly transforms into a pool of mist that surrounds your extended hand. You withdraw your hand from the swirling cloud. A subtle discovery you are now clutching and wielding the vaporous sword. It's a sword of right white mist it's a slashing weapon it's got an encumbrance of four and it's magical quality unsurprisingly there a sense of hope wells up within you whenever you close your hand around the swirling vaporous hilt of 
a strange weapon. This weapon is of magical quality. With the sword now in your possession, the mist rapidly dissipates. When the cloud has completely vanished, you're surprised to discover that the stone arm from which you obtained the weapon is now gone. Well, no need for it anymore, so I'm not thinking about it, so it doesn't exist. Okay, now I think I'll be able... I've equipped the Sword of White Mist. I think it did that automatically. Which, of course, is what, what, what the narrative implied, so, yep. Okay, time to take on these shadows. The expanding figure, the figure suddenly becomes a thick, swirling cloud of grey mist that promptly envelops you. A strange sense of trepidation rolls up within you as dark shapes appear at the churning fog. You stand frozen, watching with a mix of fear and amazement as shapes and images both familiar and strange take form out of the swirling mists. The shapes before you weave themselves into the uncanny likeness of several vague but inspiring memories. Thoughts long hidden among the more prominent recollections from your past. Despite the seemingly innocuous nature of the mist, you quickly realise the image and thoughts they represent. The images and the thoughts they represent are attempting to consume your very being. You struggle to fend off an insidious attack on both your mind and spirit. I'm fighting yesterday's hope. What? My weapon is still ineffective? Okay, okay. Maybe another one somewhere. Alright. Remain where I am. Demons of the past. Okay, this is better. It is yeah, this is a this is a possible one. Okay, I think the the hope aura helped me with G, with demons of the past. So I've slain that. A low rumble sounds along the passage. As the misty entity, the vaporous fabric, now little more than rapidly dissipating strands of fog, disappears into the surrounding haze. You stand frozen, watching with a mix of terror and fascination. As shapes and images, both, strange, both familiar and strange, take form out of the swirling mist. The shapes before you rapidly meld themselves into a visual representation of the nagging fear that has dogged your every step since you first appeared in this sinister prison. Despite the seemingly innocuous nature of the mist, you quickly realise the images and the thoughts they represent are attempting to consume your very being. You struggle to fend off an insidious attack on your mind and spirit. This is a nagging fear, and I don't like it because it's trying to kill me. The entity swells and attempts to consume you. Don't do that. Okay. Okay, I'm taking it down. I go into battle rage. Uh, stop making me feel things. You have slain your foe. You don't get any experience for that, oddly enough. A low rumble sounds along the passage as the misty entity, its vaporous fabric now little more than rapidly dissipating strands of fog, disappears into the surrounding haze. Okay, enough. You stand frozen, watching with a mix of terror and fascination 
The shapes in images, both familiar and strange, take form out of the swirling mist. The shapes in the mist twist themselves into a scene that appears, seems to depict your fears about what lies ahead. Each time you, however, you attempt to focus on one of the images, however, it quickly vanishes into fog. Despite the seemingly innocuous nature of the mist, you quickly realise that the images and the thoughts they represent are attempting to consume your very being. You struggle to fed off the insidious attack on your mind and spirit. It's the terror of the unknown. And I'm fighting it with a sword. The entity swells and attempts to consume you. Don't do that. Okay, you're part of me. So if I die, you die. Probably. Alright, it's nearly down, and down it goes. A low rumble sounds along the passage as the misty entity, its vaporous fabric now little more than rapidly dissipating strands of fog, disappears into the surrounding haze. 256 experience to general. In the wake of the entity's disappearance, you suddenly find yourself disorientated, your head filled with a myriad of strange, bewildering notions. Slowly, and only with great effort, you manage to wane in your racing thoughts, enough to allow, allow you to realise you're once again alone in the passage. Alright, that shadow is gone. A faintly discernible silhouette, its form identical to that of your own shadow, lingers for a moment on the nearby wall, before suddenly melding into the surrounding gloom and disappearing from sight. Alright, and that'll be enough business from you, thank you very much. Okay, eastern side of the crossroad, another shadow swells. And here it appears, demons of the past again. Just take this down. Swells and attempts to consume you. Same quote as last time. Yeah, no XP for these. Here's a nagging fear. Take that down. And then... I'll take down the terror of the unknown. Yes, and then I will be, then I will be brave enough to face new things. And it is slain. 256 experience to general. In the wake of the entity's disappearance, you suddenly find yourself disorientated, your head filled with a myriad of strange, bewildering notions. Slowly, and only with great effort, you manage to wane in your racing thoughts, enough to allow you to realise you're once again alone in the passage. Okay. For what seems like... Okay, something that seems like an eternity, you stumble through a swirling sea of light and colour. Your eyes spring open, and for a single terrifying moment, you are unable to make sense of anything. The ceiling and floor of the sizeable chamber in which you sit, slump up against a wall, seem to weave and blur, twisting into a myriad of shapes that defy reason and leave you frightened and bewildered. Slowly, however, your surroundings come into focus, and you become instantly aware of two distinct male voices from somewhere to your left. Though you can hear them, you find yourself unable to see who is speaking. That, that one's waking up, thought it impossible after what he's been through. What do we do with him? What does... A second male voice falls silent, and was immediately replaced 
that of the female. We'll get nothing more from him, says the female voice. He's stronger than most, to his own detriment. We'll only take a moment. Here, hold this. Without warning, perhaps triggered by the chilling sediment your ravaged mind has managed to process, your thoughts suddenly become lucid, and you turn to find yourself looking at three rogue figures, two men and a woman, the very trio that intercepted you and Emmett Hager on the road to Deep Frost Hold. Deep Forest Hold, realising you must immediately act, instinct takes over, casting off any lingering remnants of grogginess as you leap to your feet and spin to face your captors. A brief chorus of startled gasps erupts from the three Luric as you launch your unexpected attack, determined to prevent them from carrying out their deadly intentions. The closest of your world foes, a tall man clutching an iron wad, narrowly dodges your initial assault and swiftly counters. Yeah, okay, you're facing me on my terrain now. Kicking ass. You messed up. You took on someone, you took on someone you couldn't bring down with your mind powers. And now you can't do a bloody thing. Luark Interrogator. The mage swipes at you with his iron wad. He's not got that much health either. Yeah, he's a 3 plus, very little health. Easy peasy, 17 XP. The second of the Luark steps over the body of his fallen cohort and swipes you with his long iron wad. You nimbly sidestep the attack and lunge at your foe. As you engage the interrogator, determined to deliver swift and half just justice to the sinister mage, the last of the trio, the woed woman, moves along the edge of the chamber to your right. Okay, here's another Lunawek interrogator, swipes it through his iron wad. And he is slain. 17 XP. You step over the body of your slain assailant and immediately scour the chamber for any sign of the woed woman. Your eyes subtly widen as they pass over a far corner. There, slumped against the wall, next to an iron-banded oaken door, is the bloody body of a man. It takes only a split second to realise the man. Bare above his waist, his lower extremities clothed in a pair of tattered breeches, is thrown back. Suddenly, a sharp pain explodes inside your head, stealing your breath and doubling your vision. Fighting to keep your balance, you turn around to find the world woman standing just a few feet away, her hardened gaze fixed on you as she concentrates on maintaining the powerful psionic attack now battering your psyche. The woman whose true power trapped you in the confines of your own mind is now attempting to kill you. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit, 20 from aura. Gotta get 75 or more. Or my mind will be broken. Maybe not completely broken, but at least partially broken. Pick now. 157 success. Through sheer force of will, you manage to repel the deadly psionic attack. Before you can even contemplate your next move, however, the robed woman's face twists into a hideous, hateful expression as she again wields her extraordinary mental powers against you. Once more, icy claws dig into the outer edge of your psyche, 
leaving you paralysed and breathless as the leader of the Lumbrek assails your mind with a powerful psionic attack. You struggle to fend off the psychic attack that threatens to tear into the very fabric of your psyche. Same check again. 76, success. Oh, you almost did it. You almost broke me. But I found one last little pocket of will and withstood it. A remarkable display of will. You managed to stave off the worst of the powerful psionic attack. The world's woman, long the leader of this sinister outfit, on those withered conscience where the grim, torturous death of countless souls scowls as she renews her psychic attack, assailing your mind with the full fury of her formidable powers. Despite your keen desire to subdue and interrogate the interrogator, you realise the leader of the Lurek is prepared to fight to the death. This is the Lurek leader. Begin combat. And I have no choice but to fight to the death. Because this is not someone you can leave alive. The foe assails you with a formidable psychic psionic powers. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 31 damage. She's tougher than the last, but not that tough. She smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 25 damage and is slain. 39 XP. As the world woman slumps to the floor, her, ba- her blazing eyes flickering wildly suddenly open wide, staring up at you. With the faint trace of a smile spreading across her quivering face, she whispers to you, her fragile voice bearing a message as horrific as it is plain. You will never forget me. I am now forever. Her eyes close, and her smile rapidly contorts into a frigid frown as she inevitably and unceremoniously succumbs to death. With no time to puzzle over the interrogator's chilling final words, you step over our body and quickly move to Thranbach's side. The bare-chested warrior, his torso riddled with scorch marks and his drawn, emancipated face horribly bruised, looks up and nods approvingly. I wish you'd allowed me a chance at her, he gasps. Probably the best I didn't, though. I've already had my chance. You can see how it's left me, suddenly, as if he's only just fully comprehended the power of the present situation. Thrymbeck's eyes widen, and his face adopts a frantic look. He looks, look, mutters something, and asks you to help him regain his feet. As you struggle to help draw his considerable bulk off the floor, you come to the ghastly realisation his right leg is broken, and his left leg, through not fractures, bears two long gashes beneath the knee. The wounded limb appears possibly stiffed. You're about to suggest a method that might allow you to help him along as the two of you escape from this place when Tharmark grabs you by the shoulders, leans forward. Leans forward, and with his eyes locked on yours, addresses you in a grim, authoritative tone. Emney is somewhere nearby. Somewhere through that door, he says, sorry to speak as he points to the iron-banded door on his right. I can no longer help her. I can no longer help even myself. You have to get out of here. They'll be coming for you. 
You're the ones they want. You should never have come here. Never mind. None of that matters now. I think I can give you enough time to get away. You have to do this. You have to get out of here. Yep, yep, that is brotherly love. Suddenly, the door on the far side of the chamber rattles. Several heavy thuds land against the sturdy oaken slab, but it remains closed. Muffled voices from behind the door reach your ears, and you instinctively hear someone cursing. My sword, if you please, says Thrimbach, his steely gaze fixed on the door, while his white hand waves at the nearest corner. There, lying at the base of the wall, is the legendary Blade of Balance, a weapon long wielded for either formidable wire. Hurry. That door's not going to hold them back forever. Now, that is a very good sword, as we remember when we looked at it a long time ago. You retrieve the sword and hand it to Thwamback. He gasps him in agony and nearly topples over as he grips its leather-wrapped hilt and attempts to draw himself into something resembling a combative stance, realising the defiant warrior indeed plans to face whatever is about to come through the door. You tell him, even just to hear you hear yourself say it, that it may yet be possible, with your help, for him to escape. He shakes his head, never once peeling his eyes away from the far door. Get out of here! He snarls, his face hideous, twisting into a hideous, hateful expression you will never forget. His eyes narrow, and his entire body trembles ever so slightly. Get out of here now! Get out of here! Get, get out of here now! Get her out of here! I'll hold them off. You're the last chance she's got. Get her out of here! You have to! Thlimbuck's voice is suddenly drowned out by the sharp sound of splintering wood. The door across the room comes crashing down. The heavy slab lands with a resounding thud, stirring up a thick, billowing cloud of dust that momentarily conceals the sinister horde, teeming dust over the chamber's threshold. At least a dozen Oshawak flood into the doorway and immediately fan out, moving swiftly and silently across the breadth of the chamber. Slipping into the womb at this heels are three robed Oshawak. Three robed Lunarek. The, the pa- your pounding heart nearly skips a beat when Thryback turns to you and smiles. In that simple, fleeting, unassuming expression, the warrior, seemingly resigned to a fate, may always have considered it inevitable, if not desirable, conveys to you more than his most carefully chosen chosen words could ever hope to. Go! Get her out of here! Get yourself out of here! He says, his voice betraying a deep, overwhelming sense of calm, emotion strikingly at odds with the grim scene taking form in front of him. Zoop! Tell her I love her, and tell her... The rabbit was blue. Please, tell her that. Now, hurry, go, get out of here. Leave this to me. With no time to puzzle over the inexplicable change in demeanour, you quickly meet him in a shoulder cross before turning, and against all your instincts, heading for the door. You reach the door and grasp the heavy iron wing that serves as a latch. With a firm pull, the door swings open, revealing a wide, shadowy passage that plunges through a wall of gloom only a few yards beyond the threshold. A deadly, a dreadful, 
blood-curdling cry of what's behind you, sending your pulse racing. Glancing back into the chamber, you watch as Thimbrack, his broken body drawn into a dangerously rigid stance, defiantly awaits the Legion of Otorok now swarming to surround him. He throws his head back and laughs, cursing wildly and shrieking with rage as the first wave of wood and iron terrors draws within striking distance. Again and again his sword flashes out as the legendary blade cuts a wide and deadly arc, shattering or severing everything in its path. Fall, Otorok, have fallen before the remainder of the horde is upon him. Their iron-tipped limbs failing at their wounding prey and de- with deadly precision. Roya, those dames among the living, will come to an abrupt and brutal end here. In the bowels of deep forest, those final desperate stand will be remembered only by those whose lives it served to directly spare. Tips his head back, laughs, and then curses, curses repeatedly as the fierce, fearless minions of the Luwek, Lunuwek pour over him. He is still standing, entirely swinging his mighty sword, perhaps even daring to hope against hope he will outlast his enemies when you finally turn and rush out of the chamber. With every thought bent on finding Emmett Taylor and delivering her from the clutches of the Lunuwek, you dash out of the chamber and sprint along a dark, downward sloping passage. You reach the end of the lengthy corridor in only seconds and fly through an open door into a small room. There, sprawled out in the corner, alive but unconscious, is Emlet Haler. The young woman, her face streaked with blood and grime, appears to have suffered great harm at the hands of her cruel captors. Anger swells up within you as you wash over and stoop at the side of your fallen companion. Much to your relief, however, a closer inspection of Amy Taylor reveals she bears no visible injuries. You have to conclude that the blood spattered across her face and attire belongs to someone else, likely one or more of the Luluwek foolish enough to directly engage her. Without attempting to rouse her, you carefully lift her, lift her up and drape her over your shoulders. Then, unwilling to hear, linger here even a moment longer, you make for the door on the opposite side of the womb, moving swiftly, taking care not to stumble. You reach the door and discover it's unlocked. After listening for a moment, making certain no one is waiting on the other side, you push the door open and step into a long, upward-sloping passage. Behind you, the sound of movement coming from the passage that leads into the chamber you have just left fills you with dread and serves to hasten your step. As you hurry along the dark passage, its slope swiftly becomes more pronounced, reminding you with every step and every breath of the extra weight carried carried on your shoulders. You're more than halfway along the corridor when you nearly stumble over something lying sprawled across the floor. After struggling to maintain your footing, you glance down at the bloodied, lifeless remains of two Luluwek, both rode Road men appear to have suffered a series of brutal strokes from a bladed weapon, okay? But who? Who dealt with these? I'm pretty sure Thymbach couldn't have moved that fast. Hmm. Maybe he took some down while they were 
while they were dragging him here? I don't know. Stepping over the bodies, you resume your hurried flight along the passage, hoping with every step that you're closer to finding your way out of the bowels of these ruins. Suddenly, just as the passage begins to level off, you spot a faint light spilling around the bend up ahead. With your heart pumping furiously and the ragged hiss of your rapidly drawn breaths echoing off the walls, your legs churn with renewed vigour as you head towards the promise of a way out of this place. You round the corner and are elated to find yourself at the foot of a short set of broad steps that ascend to a tall arch. Bright bands of daylight flood in through the arch and down the stairs, splashing across your feet before being swallowed by the surrounding gloom. With a dim echo of voices coming from somewhere behind you, renew your grip on your unconscious companion and make a swift descent. You reach the top of the steps and bolt out through the arch into the dazzling, unforgiving afternoon glow. We're out! We're out! Emlet Taylor resting across your, with Emlet Taylor resting across your shoulders, you move swiftly into the thick of the forest, praying that the dense foliage will serve to conceal you from any would-be pursuers. After stumbling through a tangle of underbrush and skirting the edge of an impenetrable thicket, you climb onto a small hill and stop to rest at the base of a crowned oak crowned wise. There, the base of one of the broad-leafed forest giants, you set down your unconscious charge and quickly attempt to wake her. As the young woman begins to stir, you glance back in the direction of the ruined fort, from where you stand on the hill's summit, behold, including the opening from which you emerged, is still visible. You are relieved to note there is no sign to be had of either the Luwek or the Otawok minions. I guess Thornback dealt with nearly all of them. With only a few minutes having been set down, Eminent Hala is awake and alert, politely refusing your attempt to help her to her feet. She struggles to stand and ultimately succeeds, though she leans against a tree to steady herself. They'll be coming after us, she says, gasping as she straightens herself up, wincing with each agony each movement produced. You can't possibly know how relieved I am to see you alive. And not just because you were able to rescue me. I've been too wetless. Wetless. There's simply too much at stake to cast it all away on a selfish endeavour like this. Climb back. Did you find him? He was there. Saw him. Though only for a moment. Emmett Haler tells you that she had spotted his brother, whereas was the loom wreck dragged her into the womb in which you found her. She called out to him attempting to determine whether or not he was still alive. You never received a response. Thank you, Zoop. Swiftly, without warning, she springs forward and throws her arms around you, squeezing you tightly. She steps back and focuses her gaze on you. So, what is it? She, she says, gently prodding you for the dreadful answer to the question she has yet to ask. Tell me, I feel I already know. But I want to hear it. I need to. In as tactful manner as circumstances permit, you detail for Emlet Halier your final encounter with Thorinbach, ending with his heroic stand against the Lunawek and their fearsome Otorok, with tears streaming through the, the film of grime 
covering her face, the young woman, beyond any expectation, manages a smile. Two to the end, so I believe the old saying goes, she says, laughing nervously. He was always protecting me, always trying to. Even when he couldn't see fit to care for himself. He saved us. And you saved us. And there is where we'll have to be content to let it lie. Emily Taylor, drawing a series of ragged breaths, struggles to regain her composure as she moves towards the edge of the hill, her eyes fixed on the ruins of the hold. We can't stay here, she says, with her wavering voice echoing your very thoughts. But give me just a moment, Soup, if you will. At the edge of the hill, Amelit Harla sinks to her knees and lowers her head. With her arms outstretched in the direction of the ruined fort, she begins to pray in a tongue utterly foreign to you. The soft rhythm of her prayer, interwoven with the heartbreaking sound of her gentle sobs, continues for nearly an entire minute. At last, she rises and turns to face you making no effort to wipe away the last of her tears. Without a word, the young woman immediately embarks on a task to which you are now all too familiar. As she sets out the three small rounded stones, a triangular formation, touching each rock with the tip of a wooden wad clutched in her left hand, she appears to mutter something. She next removes a cloth pouch from the length of rope serving as her belt, and loosens its, its cinch, cinch top. She then empties the pouch, pouring a small pile of sand into the centre of the triangle formed by the three stones. Having finished her preparations, Emily Taylor steps back to examine the triangular formation of stones. Apparently satisfied, she tells you may, you may step onto the pile of sand at the centre of the arrangement when you're ready to open the portal and depart. Noting the frequency with which her sudden gaze returns to the nearby ruins, you ask her if she's certain she wishes to leave so quickly. While you realise that Thrimbat could not possibly still be alive, and that recovering his body would be far too perilous an undertaking, you remain sensitive, perhaps against your better judgement, to what must be a harrowing decision facing your, wa- your warrior, facing the warrior's sister. We need to go, she says suddenly. As if an acute awareness of the precarious of the situation has supplanted her grief. And if you've no objection, I think I'll go first. Emmett Harler moves up to the edge of the triangular arrangement and for the last time turns to look in the direction of the ancient fort. After a final, solemn wave in the direction of what is now her brother's tomb, she steps onto the small heap of stand. A dazzling white light erupts from the earth beneath her feet, nearly blinding you with its flash as it streaks up past the tops of the surrounding trees and is quickly lost against the bright blue sky. Without a second thought, you follow behind her and quickly find yourself enveloped in darkness, tumbling headlong through a frigid, silent void. Your eyes open, and you will leave to find you are standing in the low-walled garden out of which rises the sounding oak, almost directly beneath the broad, soaring limbs of the ancient tree. Whoa! 
This is close. <laughs> Immediately turn to look for Amy Hart, hoping to discover she is already at your side. Dusk is quickly turning to night, and the garden, as well as the street beyond its walls, stands empty. I think we might already be on the wrong side. The curfew, says Emmett Haas Mike. Then, as if suddenly realising mistakes, he laughs. Sorry, I think my mind just a bit muddled. Well, maybe Talos will soon have a curfew of its own. It's worked no small share of wonders in Twithic. Emmett, Emmett Harder thanks you for everything and says she must now depart to attend to an urgent matter. One that will directly influence your next move. Much is still as it was, she says, but some things, very, a few very important things have changed. I will take care, care of it all in due course. You just need to trust me, as I can't yet elaborate on any of it. For not if it's yet certain. It may never be. Suddenly. Suddenly, Emmett Harler fixes you with a strange look. She opens her mouth as if to speak. The sound of her voice never reaches your instant. In that instant, a thin whisper creeps into the edge of your consciousness. Echoing softly as it deftly supplants all other thoughts. The hush, the hush, sinister utterance immediately fills you with a profound sense of dread and leaves you shaken long gasp after the whisper has faded to silence. Kill her! A muffled war, like the sound of a fierce but distant wind, tears asunder any semblance of rational thought. Thought you struggle to maintain as it fills your head with a ghastly, rising cacophony. Emmett Harler, a face lined with curt turn, steps forward, reaches towards you. She appears to be saying something, but you can hear nothing beyond the muffled war surging through your mind. A split second before her hand reaches your shoulder, the surroundings blur and fade. With your next breath, your vision clears, but to your great dismay, you're no longer standing where you just were. The dimly lit passage in which you're standing swiftly disappears into the hazy gloom just ahead. The stone corridor is nearly identical to the strange Lunuet mine prison from which you escaped only a short while ago. Suddenly, you inexplicably become aware of a lurking presence on your right. You whip your head in that direction and immediately find yourself face to face with the pale, translucent apparition of the rogue leader of the Lunuet, the sinister integrator whose lives you ended in the bowels of deep forest hold. Oh. No, this is what she, this is what she meant. She's in my head. And she's probably like the worst person that I want in my head. The ghostly figure, her face seemingly frozen into the frown you recall having worn at the moment of her death, regards you with an icy glare as her words, little more than thin whispers, echo through your mound. Even now you raise your hand to do as I have commanded, whispers her voice. Your command companion does not expect the blow you are about to deliver. Once she has been dispatched, you will wake from your standing slumber with no memory of what has just happened. Now, kill her! The passage trembles as a vision forms in your mind. A gruesome and terrifying sight that sends your pulse racing. 
circle, a swirling haze, a mist modelled with force, both past and present. The face of Emmett Hare appears. The young woman, your dear friend and trusted companion, throws up her hands and turns away as if attempting to shield herself from the threat of a blow both savage and intimate. No, no, I, I have to stop this. I have to stop this. Your strike will, your strike will kill her, whispers the apparition, her gentle voice battering its way through the force. There is nothing you can do, but much that you will do once this bothersome task is done. With your heart pounding, you struggle to comprehend this grim, desperate turn of events. You waste no time arriving at the dreadful realisation, the less you're able to quickly break free from the sway. The sinister phantom is exerting upon your mind, and Metalia will shortly perish at your hands. The passage shudders, and a a series of sharp, burning pains stab through your head as you valiantly attempt to vanquish the wicked power now battling for your mind. Pick your number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit, 20 from aura. Gonna get 75 or more. Or I will do something I will never forget. And never forgive. 144 success. Gradually, the pain exploding in your head begins to subside. As the violent tremors shaking the passage start to abate, you seek to turn your attention to the apparition of Lewick the Interrogator. Only to discover there is no longer any sign of the sinister woman's spirit. Breathless, still somewhat disorientated, you endeavour to regain your bearings as you contemplate your next course of action. Having come to the horrifying realisation, you are again imprisoned within your mind, this time by the lingering memory of the Lunuek in- interrogator, the cruel creature those life you ended in steep forest hold, you find yourself inexplicably edging nearer to panic. As you begin to collect your wits, your thoughts, still racing, start to clear. Once again able to think straight and, det- and determined to escape this nightmarish snare before you cause harm to Emmett Taylor. You glance in both directions along the passage before boldly setting off through the hazy gloom. You only get a short distance along the passage when Suddenly, you draw to a halt as your pale, hazy surroundings suddenly give way to a towering wall of gloom as a churning sea of darkness and shadow surges along the passage and envelops you, lost in the dark, struggling to regain your bearings and to maintain the tenuous tenuous grip on your battered sanity. You quickly find yourself faced with something out of your worst nightmares ghostly image, shimmering silver against the inky black drop of the swirling shadows takes form in front of you. Depicted on the strange, weaving canvas of black is a nightmare scene that depicts you standing over Emnet Haler, who lies face down in a pool of blood. You suddenly realise, much to dismay, that the darkness is in that darkness enveloping you is silently assailing your will to escape from this mental snare. Fearful, you will soon be unable, or unwilling, to try to find your way out of this strange prison. You instinctively fight back, lashing out at the gruesome scene before you. I still have the Sword of White Mist. 
I guess I'm in my brain, so makes sense. Begin combat with the living nightmare. It's 11 plus, almost certainly scaled. The nightmare assails your will, draining your energy. No, don't do that. I need my energy to kill you. All right, it's going down, going down, and it is slain. 40 XP, as quickly as it appears. The nightmare's vision and its cloak of darkness vanish. Thankful to survive the encounter, but still shaken by the gruesome images that now haunt your thoughts. You lean back against the wall as you attempt to catch your breath. While recovering from the encounter, a strange sense of rejuvenation comes over you. A strength flows into your limbs. The grim images seared into your mind by the nightmare begin to rapidly fade. Replaced by the sudden and alarming realisation, you have no time to spare. Without further delay, you immediately set off along the passage, determined to quickly find your way out of this sinister prison. You've only got a short distance of the passage when, suddenly, you draw to a halt as your pale, hazy surroundings suddenly give way to a towering wall of gloom as a churning sea of darkness and shadow surges along the passage and envelops you. Lost in the dark, struggling to maintain your bearings and to maintain the tenuous grip on your battered sanity, you quickly find yourself faced with something out of your worst nightmares. The ghostly image, shimmering silver against the inky black drop of the swirling shadows, takes form in front of you. Depicted on the strange, weaving canvas of black, is a nightmarish scene that depicts you dealing Emlet Hellier a killing blow with a flaming sword. You suddenly realise, much to your dismay, that the darkness enveloping you is silently assailing your will to, assail from this, to escape from this mental snare. Fearful that you'll soon be unable or unwilling to try and find your way out of this strange prison, you instinctively fight back. Fight back, lashing out wildly at the gruesome scene before you. This is a living nightmare, and I'm going to kill it. It sells your will, draining your energy. Don't do that. I need my energy to kill you, and I have. 40 XP. As quickly as it disappeared, nightmarish vision and its cloak of darkness vanish. Thankful to survive the encounter but still shaken by the gruesome images that now haunt your thoughts. You lean back up against the wall as you attempt to catch your breath. 16 stamina points restored. While recovering from the encounter, a strange sense of rejuvenation comes over you. A strength flows into your limbs. The grim images seared into your mind by the nightmare begin to rapidly face. Replaced by the sudden and alarming realisation you have no time. Without further delay, you immediately set off along the passage, determined to quickly find your way out of this sinister prison. You've only gone a short distance along the passage when suddenly... You, draw to, you again draw to a halt as your pale, hazy surroundings suddenly give way to a towering wall of gloom as a churning sea of darkness and shadow surges along the passage and envelops you, lost in the dark, struggling to regain your bearings and to maintain your tenuous grip on your battered sanity. You quickly find yourself face to face with something out of your worst nightmares, 
A ghostly image, simmering silver against inky backdrop of the swirling shadows, takes form in front of you. Depicted on the strange weaving canvas of black, is a nightmarish scene that depicts you plunging what appears to be a dagger into Aimlet Harler's chest. You suddenly realise, much to dismay, that the darkness envelops you. You are silently assailing your will to escape from this mental stare. Fearful you will be some beat unable, or unwilling, to try and find your way out of this strange prison. You instinctively fight back, lashing out wildly at the gruesome scene before you. It's another living nightmare. Sells your will, draining your energy, but I'm not having any of that, and it is slain. 40 XP. Okay, I think this is the last one, wall of three and all that. As quickly as it disappeared, the nightmarish vision and its cloak of darkness fade. Thankful to have survived the encounter, but still shaken by the gruesome images that now hoard your thoughts, you lean back against the wall as you attempt to catch your breath. 23 stamina points restored. While recovering from the encounter, a strange sense of rejuvenation comes over you. Strength flows into your limbs, the grim images seared into your mind by the nightmare begin to rapidly fade, replaced by the sudden and alarming realisation you have no time to spare. Without further delay, you immediately set off along the passage, determined to quickly find your way out of this sinister prison. You've gone only a short distance along the passage when suddenly... Oh, oh, there's another one. What? Four? There's not supposed to be four of anything. Okay. A ghostly image, shimmering silver against the inky drap. Backdrop of the swirling shadows takes form in front of you, depicted on a strange weaving canvas of black. It's a nightmarish scene that depicts you striking down a, fo- a fallen Emmett Hader. She pleads for her life. You suddenly realise, much to dismay, the darkness enveloping you is silently assailing your world yet and, and all that I've done that before. Begin combat. It sails you, joining your will. I go into battle wage. Look, let me get out of here already. I haven't enough time for your nonsense. You have slain your foe. 40 XP. As it quickly as it appears, the nightmare's vision and its cloak of darkness vanish. Thankful to survive the encounter, but still shaken by the gruesome images that now haunt your thoughts, you lean back against the wall as you attempt to catch your breath. Alright, I recover. No time to spare. Without further delay, you immediately set off along the passage, determined to quickly find your way out of the sinister prison. Suddenly, you suddenly become aware of a presence lurking somewhere to your right. Spinning in that direction, you draw yourself into a defensive stance as the apparition of the Lunarek interrogator emerges from the haze. Driven by an untethered wage, you repeatedly strike out the woman's image, cursing uncontrollably as a flood of emotions overwhelms your beleaguered psyche. The apparition of the interrogator floats back beyond the range of your fierce attacks and suddenly without a sound, vanishes, leaving you alone in the empty corridor. Despite your apparent victory, you're momentarily overcome by a gnawing sense of dread. 
one that seems to suggest that something here, in your presence, has been forever changed. Before, before you can dwell on the notion, your surroundings blur and fade as a muff, as a, as a muffled war fills your head, shutting out all the thoughts as a grim howl hearkens the terrifying onset of oblivion. Soup, soup, are you all right? Ah, oh, phew. It doesn't happen. A soft voice, familiar, strange, and brooding at the same thought, stirs you with what seems to be deep slumber. Your eyes flutter open, and you find yourself face to face with Natalia. The young woman, her hands planted on your shoulders as if to steady you, fixes you with a wide-eyed gaze that betrays her state of alarm. As the memory of your narrow escape from the mental snare comes flooding back to you in a series of vivid images, begin to realise you've been trapped in your mind for only a few moments. Makes sense. Makes sense. Not entirely certain why you should wish to hide the truth from your trusted friend and companion. You quickly reassure him at how you're fine. She steps back and nods, seemingly relieved. You look as if you're about to fall over, she says, stunning you close to the thing. Everything is alright, isn't it? You're about to reply to Emletar's concerned inquiry, when the young woman suddenly winches and presses her white hand to her forehead. She quickly recovers from the brief episode, but appears pale and shaken in its wake. Just a little late, she says, closing her eyes and pinching the bridge of her nose. What were you saying? What was I saying? Oh. What is the matter? Here we are, back where we started. Much lost and a little gained. Seems to be my general lot of lot of late. Emmett Harler suddenly leans in and kisses you softly on the cheek. She withdraws slowly, steps back and smiles. I don't seek permission for such trespass, he says. Maybe someday you'll be able to forgive me? After pausing, as if to collect her thoughts, she again speaks. You needn't have done any of what you did for me. And my brother, she says. I don't know I'll ever have the chance to thank you sufficiently, but there's a long road ahead of us. That much we do know. Just a hint of, sad of sadness returns to the young woman's voice when she reminds you of the planned wonder view at the silver shaft. I'll see you one month from now at the end, she says. Be safe and stay strong, Zoop. When we next meet, we may be that much closer to the ends towards which we endlessly endeavour. While I don't readily subscribe to the reckless chance inherent in wishful thinking, I don't think I'll fault myself for straying justice once. There is, after all, nothing wrong with having a little hope now and again. You bid Emmett Harler farewell and watch as she turns and moves away from the sounding oak. In a matter of moments, she has disappeared along the darkening street. In the instant she vanishes, you are suddenly overcome by the urge to rush after, to prevent her from embarking upon the mysterious, urgent errand to which she alluded. Your every sense seems to scream that young woman is walking into danger beyond reckoning, treading a path that will lead her to ruin, not directly to her death. Then, as quickly as the dark notion took root at the thought of your thoughts, it vanishes leaving its wake only the stark realisation. You are likely in no less danger than Miss Harla, even now, standing alone 
Under the long shadow of the great oak, you feel ill at ease. As you head out of the garden, your feet retracing the steps Emmett Tyler took only a few minutes ago, you resolve, as your companion did, to place just a bit of your trust and hope, bit, bit, just a, place just a small bit of your trust and hope, to hope that your paths, now suddenly divergent, will soon again cross at the silver shaft. 1,024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And that's the end of that adventure. Okay, now, the next part is, is somewhere different. It's not a regular adventure. Okay, just I'm going to see if it's there. Scroll, I went to the blue door. Proving Ground Series 2. Only the bravest adventurers, those seeking to test their steel and prove their net metal, need proceed any further. Alright, this adventure is called Scavenger's Last Hunt. Seeking the final piece of the emblazoned key, the symbol that will unlock the deepest reaches of Wagner's mad. Your quest first leads you to Quillbog, a small settlement snug between vast between the vast and ancient Serbian forest and the perilous Belsong South. View this adventure. Okay, and part one is called The Silver Shaft. I guess that's where I meet with Emnit Haler. Uh, I don't think... I think I'll take a bit of a break before doing that bit, though. I think I'll do something else. Hmm, but what else? What else to do? Maybe. Hmm. What to do? 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 Well, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do next, actually. But anyway, next, next time we'll be doing something. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurous you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.